No music on this episode. Forgive me, Mark Knight, Dietrich Davis. We're knocking out a lot of shit in one day, so bear with us as we we come in with these cold opens. This is episode number 56. 56. 53 was WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. 54 was the Raw and SmackDown two weeks and a Mm -hmm. half combined review. 55 was NXT. Right, and 56 is... The Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Now... Mind um, if I jump in on this real yeah, quick? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. In the time-honored tradition of the quote-unquote Hall of Fame, we get to celebrate the the life and the careers of all of the professional wrestlers slash sports entertainers. Sad men have, who can't let it go. Who um, brought joy, misery, and even um, whatever you want to call it into all of our lives. So we get to honor, or WWE got to honor um these talents and even the people behind the scenes at this year's hall of fame which in my estimation and maybe to many others was the biggest clusterfuck on the face of the earth and i wouldn't say that this was a well-produced show and and it just wasn't what people it's just that people are getting too picky and they have to realize uh, this company is bigger than what they realize and also there's some ramifications that came out of this that we gotta touch on all right, so first let's talk about the inductees. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it in any particular order. They did induct the the Warrior Award went to what's this woman's name again? Sue Atchison. Right. I think this is well deserved. If this is this is the woman who was putting together all of the relations from WWE to the public when it comes to Make a Wish, and Make stuff a like Wish, that. Uh, Dare, uh, all all the, all the foundations that have to do with kids and public relations and. John Cena inducted her. Her and John Cena have a great relationship. She, mm-hmm. you know, him being the num- most alleged most person who put the most make a wishes in right in WWE history. She, I think, this was the right person to induct. They usually picked up someone who has a phenomenal story or this. Yeah, but this is the right woman because without this woman, a lot of kids who were sick in the Make a Wish program wouldn't even get. This woman had people have got to see their favorite wrestlers and then died the next day. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. So. Uh, Miss Mrs. or Miss Atchison is one of the one of the. I think this was one of the best picks after you hear the story and you do the research mm-hmm. to go into the Hall of Fame. Right, and then not in any order. Like I explained to Mark, Tori Wilson ended up being the right person. And then ironically, she explained to everybody it didn't really matter what the fuck you thought or what the fuck I thought. Her place into the Hall of Fame. Is well deserved, and and you disagreed with this hard body, and we had a very long conversation about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and when you realize when she's two and a half generations puberty, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did you see how all the men looked at her when she came to the ring? Yeah. They went in love with this chick. This is and remember, I, even before she said it, I kind of said what she said. Mm-hmm. This is the girl next door. This is the girl everyone wanted to date it, and the boy next door dated her. Yeah. And that was Billy Kidman. Yep. You get what I'm saying? So this is a good old-fashioned girl who was scared to be be in the ring, but she had enough confidence to do her job. Mm-hmm. Do you is your opinion changed that she should be in there? Yeah, it has. You know, what made what made it change for you? Well, the fact that she was able to voice her words herself. Cuz she told a very long story in the beginning and people's like where is she going? And then when he called her fat and called her this, and that being called fat destroyed her confidence for her whole life. Right. And it wasn't until she got the work for the WWE that she actually helped other women's confidence. Yep. So she, you know, she holds a very big place in the WWE 
And like I said from the beginning, I think maybe because I was looking at it from that perspective, I know mad dudes who gawked over her in high school, mm. you know? And well, they wanted that type of chick. There were girls who would dye their hair like her and style their hair like her. Right. You know, so. And what else made it change for you other than her story? Or was it just the story? Well, it was the story and the fact that she did put in her time. She talked about going into making the transition from the uh, her youth, then going into um, fit becoming a fitness model. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's a lot of work doing that. Yeah, people don't even realize, you know, you know we got a friend of the show, uh, Daisha Hicks, who works on our other show, that in, um important nobodies and she modeled for a long time you know what it takes to stay in that type of shape yeah you gotta stay in whether you're plus size or what Mm -hmm. you call it to keep a six pack and to keep this i don't think people understand the work that it takes to just maintenance that type of lifestyle her dedication into wanting to do well in what she was doing um and the strides that she took to do well made me change the tone and believe it or not she actually held that division together when it was just her and a few girls Mm -hmm. because is it's these weird it's not weird women it's these people in these weird positions that hold it together that you don't get from other people right you get what i'm saying so i'm glad she went into the hall of fame i thought that was pretty dope mm-hmm. this that and the other to move around a little cause i'm not going to do it in no particular order i am going to do it in a certain order then we had the inductee uh which was the first inductee of the night right even though i did it out of order the hunky tonk man right well deserved. Mm-hmm. Great speech. He did not take up too much fucking right. time. It was brief at all. and easy. You know, I like that uh, they had Jimmy Hart. You know, induct induct him, him right? And um, they had uh, I don't know who was cosplaying Peggy Sue um, with him that night. Mm-hmm. But I also like the fact that uh, he drove into the arena in the pink Cadillac. So that was actually pretty damn right. dope. And, and he finally got a chance to sing the goddamn song. Right. And also, <laughs> I want to say what I liked about this particular show. Was the stage because they had used the NXT stage? I never liked that there was up on a podium. Right. For the first time, I thought this was the best best NXT stage. You're walking down to the ring for the last time. Yeah. You're giving the speech where you did all your work in, in a ring, right? Which was in the ring, and I wish they would have started doing that before for the last five years. But I right. think because they were in Brooklyn and they had the NXT show, why knock down the ring? Exactly. Just use it and you know make take advantage of the of, of what right. you got. So there. to me, this was my favorite stage. I like that they. They tarped it up. They made it look right. I don't know what you thought about. I this thought it was good. Setup. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a nice setup. Right. I just think that to a degree, they could have had some some railings around the ring. You know, granted, yes, it was a gala event and so forth like that. You know, to make it classy. But based on what goes on later on in the evening, you'll understand why I think that they should have had some kind of railing or some kind of. Some yeah, kind I get of what you're saying, but you know, what we also need you need security doing their fucking job. Yeah. Absolutely. And the Barclays has been slipping in their security, not just with this, but with other events, like with Takashi 69 and the gunshot going off. Wow. That would have never happened in the garden. Or the shots being fired in the Barclays or in the back. Or even the situation with, um, what's this guy's name? What's the MMA fighter? Colin McGregor. When him going in there and throwing shit. Yeah, so the Barclays. A Kabob, a Khabib, yeah. That wouldn't have happened at the Garden. It's right. straight up and down. The Barclays need to step their fucking game up yeah. when it comes to all event security. Absolutely. But long story short, Honky Tonk Man, well deserved. Mm-hmm. Great speech, kept it short and yep. sweet into the place. And then we have the inductee of the Brutus the Barber Beefcake. He seemed a little nervous. Yeah. He nervous. seemed like he still got the Coke drip going. Um. He could have talked less. Yeah. You know. He was cool. Right right on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even- Who uh, inducted him? Hogan. Yeah, fuck Hogan. 
Um, I'm never gonna put my, I'm, well, my not, foot is on his throat. You know, nonetheless, you know, I like the fact that he he, he mentioned Piper on how like Piper kind of introduced him to the world stage of becoming the barber at WrestleMania three. Right. Um, I like how he talked about all those things. I'm glad he didn't talk about his WCW run. Um, I mean, I would I would like to have heard him speak about that because Hogan gave him a second chance. Right. And a lot of wrestlers in this business don't get the second chance exactly and he's main evented he's main evented with hogan numerous times right and they've never had a bad match against each other right. they've had good matches with each other and they they worked so well as a tag team between like, the two of them there's only 12 moves right ain't and, shit you could fuck up <laughs> and and i'm gonna be frank with you i would have loved to see him and hogan as the tag team champions nah to a degree, just just for one night, and then just drop it. Yo, Mark, I love you, but you should never book. Not Hogan, <sighs> Hogan and Hogan and him. If you would have said that in WCW, that would have been the only place really to do it. Right, right. But not in WWE. WWE. Oh, I thought you were saying WWE. WWE. Okay, please I mean, make that clear. I mean, granted, okay, I can say mid size. Oh no, Hogan was too I, big for the tag titles can, in WWE. I can say Florida, which they would have been good tag team champions early on in his career. Yeah, right. they would have been tag yes. team champions. You know, shit like that. That's where you would see. A was was Hogan a- and Macho even tag team champions? Never, never. See, too big for the titles. Exactly. But um, moving forward, I want to jump before I go to the big, the two big ones in this. Um, Harlem Heat. I like the fact that he stepped back and he let Stevie Ray speak because it was Stevie Ray's moment. Yeah, it was his time. and um, Stevie Ray did not seem affected by no fucking WWE crowd. That nigga nah. was like, ah, if they put him in, they put him in. If they didn't, they didn't. I think he's just happy. I think it was good for him to be in. Scary Sherry. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave him props, which was good. They gave them props. This, that, and you have a great speech talking about how you know I want to do what my brother did. Well, mess that up. Did yeah, that and the exactly. other. So. The combination of a few things, I just think they did that well. And yeah. I think this is one of the best speeches of the night. And I would have tried to include them in a WrestleMania match. And I appreciate that Stevie Ray said that the main reason why he didn't come to the E was real simple. I'm a WCW guy. And I'm going to go out with WCW the way that WCW go out. I'm not going to come into the E and have them. And I don't think that would have happened. out. I think he would have got as much. You got to think about it. Booker came in and was immediately against Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. And Stone Cold and him have some of the best Which they comedic Monday mm-hmm. Night Raw segments. Which they did. Which they and do. Stone Cold and the SmackDown wanted, segments too. Yeah. And Stone Cold said that he wanted to wrestle Booker at SummerSlam, but it just didn't work out. So even Stone Cold saw that there was money right. in him and Booker. Imagine Booker T and Stevie Ray. Up against a Triple H and a Stone Cold two man power Austin. trip that would have been that would have been a badass match. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, for you who don't know her history, I don't like to talk about independent nothing when it comes to wrestling. But the documented and legally proven original two man trial power trip was a gentleman by the name of Marty Blaze and myself, Dietrich Davis, and we can prove because we was in talks with these people when that shit was when we was doing that, and we called ourselves the two man. Power trip, documented six months before they did it. To keep moving forward. All right, a nice, piece, know, nice piece of wrestling legalities here. Right, you know, just proven facts that we was the original two man power trip. All right, um, and we were very proud of that, mm-hmm. and we were very proud when they stole it, and we didn't realize we might have had legal <laughs> rights to something. But everything is borrowed in wrestling in some format. Right. Um, 
I don't think Vince was watching. I think a lot of people were just watching or and like William Regal watches everything. They were just watching it. But it's not about that. I just wanted to put that in there. Right it on. just dawned on me. But this was a great induction. Um they could have put him in by himself. Yeah. But it didn't make sense to put them in as a tag team because that's where the most work was done for with him mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um Moving forward was the controversy. Oh, he, oh, oh wait. Mm-hmm. There was another thing, too. He also gave props to Hogan because Hogan, when well, he went the one who hired him. Oh, just no, because no, Hogan. It's not, no, it's not that. Hogan didn't hire them. They said, that's your tag team right there. He was the one who said, that's the team that you need to make as your main team. Right. Those are the guys that you keep on top. And I get that. That doesn't mean Hogan is still not racist. No. Niggas own basketball players and, and they, walk and into the locker room and disrespect right? them. I got a great friend who is a Green Bay Packers champion. And the owners walked into the locker room like they were bucks and horses and cows. Mm-hmm. Properties. You'd be in the locker room naked, shaking niggas' hands. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Uh-uh. So, like, hey, Mr. Such, such, this, that, and the other. You know, so um, I get the Hogan thing, and I get that people are trying to move on from the shit. Move on from Hogan. But when he says the only nigga my daughter should date is a rich nigga. A rich basketball nigga. Yeah. That's very disrespectful to your whole black culture. And just because you you and Big E made, you know, shook hands, don't mean that. So I will never support another Hogan match. I mean, we're going to review all 35 WrestleManias. I'm going to have to. Right. But I will. he will never have my support once again. He don't even owns that he's even part Latino or Spaniard. Wow. He doesn't even own the Panamanian side of himself. You get what I'm saying? So... Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourself. Anyhow, um, you know, I'm going to always put my foot on his neck. I, sh- I should just make a poster <laughs> of my foot on his neck. Um, moving forward to the controversy of the night that rung bells around the wrestling community. Mm-hmm. A lot of people laughed at Brett, said he should have he got two punches in. People say he should have took down Natalia and Brett. There was, let me tell you something. Twitter is unforgiving, and people don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um all over, Jim uh, the Anvil Nightheart and Bret Hart goes in as the Hart Foundation. Right. All over Twitter, people felt that he should have went in on his own. Me and you ironically talked about this. Mm-hmm. The Twitter, I mean, it went in, but Bret did the talking. They, he was one of the only people to use a teleprompter. Yeah. Um, you could see him reading from it, and then there's one point where they showed a teleprompter right. of him reading when he's talking about key people. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a bad speech. No. The interruption was the guy with the with the was the MMA fighter who what? is actually two and one in the MMA world right. in Canada, mm-hmm. who's from Brett's hometown, took him down, double leg takedown. Um everyone said, Oh my God, uh what's her name? Natalia's a, 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 a amazing. She pulled him out the way. No, the bitch gripped his arm and screamed, Stop it. I'm not giving her no credit. Number one, how do you get past 50 wrestlers? Where the fuck is the security? Mm-hmm. Where's this? The barricade wasn't needed because of this beautiful presentation. But at the same time, where the fuck is the security standing in the fucking aisles? Exactly. You're supposed to be posted up with security at all and times. And I get what you mean about the barricade, but there was something you wanted to say about this. Um, So I'm across town, right, when this when this was going on. Yeah, you. Uh, it was all over people's right? phones on the was, G1 supercars exactly. when they was so, watching it. And so, I didn't want to mix the titles up with it, but go ahead. So we're sitting there, me and, uh, you know... Negro Smith was well, sitting there. Let's just call him Maurice. I'm not going to acknowledge Maurice. that Hogan well, name. So me and Maurice was sitting up here. We're watching it. And he was like, yo, I wonder what's going on. It's like, could you imagine what would happen if people was watching the Hall of Fame people and this were. at the same time? And that's exactly what they were doing. Yeah. So 
we're sitting there, we're watching the matches, and all of a sudden, this guy looked up to me, and this guy, me, me and uh, Maurice was like, yo, Bret Hart got attacked by some dude at the Hall of Fame. And then we're all going on Twitter to see what's going on, and sure enough. Now, everybody got the WWE app, and they go on Twitter first instead of the live feed. Well, at the time, the live feed cut off. Well, it didn't really cut off. It, it cut when the guy came in the ring and trampled and, and tackled Bret down. They cut it on the replay. Right. What happened was they put the camera on the crowd like when Owen Hot took a drop. Right. Um, that's fucked up. Well, that's what happened. Like when what I saw, they yeah, cut, the replay was a good cut. Yeah, they they cut they cut that they cut that out the scene, mm-hmm. and then a lot of shit went on. Right. Uh, everybody from the New Day, freaking uh, what's my man, uh, Rockstar Spud. Drake Maverick, that's yeah, his name. Yeah, Rockstar Spud came out and said, never mind any of this. Yeah. Let's keep the show going. Brett was cool. He was able to keep the speech going. Right. They got it kind of isolated really fast. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Gave him a real hard jab. Yeah, um, Dash Wilder. Yeah, I was watching a Collider podcast, and one of the guys said, this man has a lawsuit. No, when you when you go past that barricade or that barrier, you are subject to anything that mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. Um, Ronda Rousey's husband was yeah, on the Travis scene. Travis Brown was there. Which on, is probably on. the most dangerous person there. Right, um, but everybody I think they, they took care of it. They handled it. They yeah. knocked it out. It was good, and they put him in Brooklyn House. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and called it a day. Right, um, charges will obviously be pressed or maybe not. We'll know what happens later on. Um, just a weird incident. Yeah, Bret Hart continued his speech. Jim mm-hmm. Neidham Neidhart, though I felt he should have went in alone. He went in as a tag team. Yeah, he's in moving forward, and then we have the final inductee of the night. Right, rightfully so. So because DX is huge. Right. The 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 final class uh, mates of 2019, D Generation X. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Waltman, badass Billy Gunn, Road Dog, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and, and the ninth wonder right. of the world, China. Um, they go. They Billy spoke very little. Uh huh. Very little. He said the joke that you can't fire me, and then Triple H said. My my uh, father-in-law will buy that pissant company and, and and just to fire you. Um, Shawn Michaels and Triple H made fun of Vince. Oh, side note, going back to Bret Hart, a writer got fired for saying it was okay to say Vince McMahon's job. And then he said, fuck, you can't fire me, I quit. Mm-hmm. And then Shawn Michaels asked permission and they said it was okay because you're not supposed to say Vince McMahon's name. Right, so they ran. that was the ongoing joke in their speech about uh, you can't say Vince. And it's just like for 10 minutes, it, it just It was went just on. you can't say Vince. You know, they seemed like a bunch of old guys that was hanging on the jokes that no one really gives a fuck about. Pretty much. But the, the funniest joke was Triple H with the cross cockeyes and yeah. Shawn Michaels with the big nose and this, that, and the other. He goes, no wonder I was a cockeyed. Look at this big nose. This was always in my face. Like, Shawn, Triple H was always behind me. Uh, Road Dog did his thing. Shawn Mortman, I liked when he said, I didn't even think I would be alive to even see something like this. Right. Um, he did say they should name the Battle Royal Alpha China. No, when a kid Googles China, you will see porn. I think it should be the Sherry Martell yep. Battle Royal. Exactly. Um, I, oh, I agree that it should be Sherry Martell. I'm going I'm to say something. That or, a lot even, of, or even uh, Medusa or Lundra Blaze. Well, she's or still alive. Right, right. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. But um, Sherry Martell meant more to the business than anyone. Yeah. Um, Triple H, whether people like it or not, he didn't have to say it. But he apologized to China. I'm not going to say spiritually because I'm not a believer of much. But let's say for whatever about it. So you could tell he was apologizing while he was standing there. He was fighting off tears mm-hmm. because he know he violated China. Yes, he did. He did leave her in that building alone. He did destroy their engagement to get with Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and maybe China was a lot to deal with. It showed in his documentary, "My uh, the, uh, It's My Time," and he even was like, he couldn't handle her. I know he couldn't handle. Her. She was just emotionally a, a person. Yeah, because even before the drugs, she yeah, just, she's just a, a, a emotional human. She being. went through a lot of stuff coming up. Allegedly, as a child, yeah, you know they, I mean? they never so. confirmed it, but allegedly, yeah, a lot happened. Um, her sister was there. He said she's with us, but you can tell he was saying he was sorry to China through her sister. Yeah, and everyone, no one cheered, no one applauded. It was like people understood because it was emotional. And China's now officially in there. I do not. They did it. People are gonna say, hey, her Twitter account was active, and they said they should put her in the Hall of Fame by herself. It's not going to happen. It may happen. It may not happen. Whatever it is, it is. Right. But me, honestly, I think this was the right way to ease her in. Mm-hmm. And maybe in two or three years, you can ease China into the WWE Hall of Fame on her own. Great moment. Now, how do you feel about I think on paper, when this show was first seen, it looked like a horrible award ceremony. But when I laced it against all of the other award ceremonies, it's always one major headliner and a few others. Right. We we didn't have a celebrity. There was one with Drew Carey winning. Are we celebrating that? No. There's one with Snoop Dogg winning. Are we celebrating that? No. What's his name gave one of the worst speeches ever as a black man? Mr. T. Mr. He was, T. He's just thinking his mom. That's all he was doing. Amy, uh, even Tony Atlas was boring up there. You get what I'm saying? And I think everybody gave very lucid speeches, very clear speeches, lucid, strong, direct. Nothing was emotionally broken. Nothing was long mm-hmm. overdue. But people, I think people just want to be angry at the WWE. And on paper, this didn't look lackluster. But when you heard all these men speak and everything they presented, this for me, this ended up being probably one of the better in the Hall of Fames. Now, I know you may disagree, well, but that's for me. I'm just saying it started to, off. To me, the, the, the takeaway was the guy um, coming and doing the double leg on Brett. Yeah, but you know like what? That. If and you I let one person ruin a show for everyone else, then how can you say you're? he's one idiot? Right. It so should now, never ruin a fan's experience. So what now what happens is is that because of this, now Vince was very angry and pissed off about this, and then he was talking that when they do the Hall of Fame next year, there is a good chance that they will make this a more intimate setting like how they were doing it in the early 90s i always felt there shouldn't be a crowd and that they should sans crowd no no crowds to be at the hall of fame but what they saw was was that okay it's a hall of fame deal along with wrestlemania and the fan experience and this and that and everything in between would make everything a package deal so that everyone can be a part of it i mean that's great but at the same token it's like sometimes some shit just doesn't have to be a money grab. And I don't think that's a money grab. I think fans were requesting to be there. You had a lot of fans who kept requesting. Remember, there was a point for a couple of years they didn't have a Hall of Fame. Right. And those, they did it because fans was requesting. And every year, this request is getting bigger and bigger because some people just want to experience the Hall of Fame. Right. So it is what it is. Other it's than great that- to hobnob with the wrestlers. It's great to, you know, the, you know, to have the fans do that. But then, you know... Right. When it, wherever they're going to, whatever buildings they tend to use or will use going forward, they need to have a strong security force. I just I blame that on the Barclays. I'm not going to blame that on WWE. I blame that on the Barclays because at Madison Square Garden, you could play fight in there and they'll shut that shit down yes. real fucking fast. Yes, they will. Just, you know, it's a new building. It's, still, it's not new, but it's getting up there and they're, they're learning. Mm-hmm. So of, take away the Bret Hart situation that went down. 
how would do you do you do you feel people are saying it's the worst solo monster a lot of them are saying it's the worst one i'd give this I'd, is one of the strongest ones speech I, would, wise. I would give it a seven okay i think the longest i think the longest speeches the 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 ones with the longest speech of course naturally brett um, but brett's speech wasn't even over 10 minutes okay um we I, had someone who gave a 30 minute speech one year and they made fun of that during yeah. the show i would also say the longest the longest run on shit was the dx stuff you know, but then everyone had to get the thank yous in. The joke shit. The six of them was 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 a running for me. Yeah, that was too much for me. But yeah, you know, but um, other than that, it was a real strong. Beefcake speech was good. Right. Tory Wilson's speech was good. Honky Tonk Man's speech was good. Harlem Heat's Harlem Heat's was good. And too. Brett's wasn't bad either. It just had an interruption, but a professional kept it going. Right. Brett kept it going, and that was professional. Right. And that was was most important. And in the end. Sean Waltman speaking was one of the best things. He'll yeah, probably he was, go in a second time by he was himself. Very, with with X Pac, he was very emotional about his speech. Is he Kevin could, Nash in the Hall of Fame yet? Uh, yes, he is. As the NWO, right? No, by himself. Diesel. Okay, good. But anyhow, great show for me. Uh, you gave it a seven. I'm gonna give it an eight and a half, maybe a nine. Great show. I think people were hating on it because it's easy to hate on something like this. And I get what you're saying about the cash grab, but some fans, this is the only thing they want to go see. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that shit had, it never, it okay, sells out. And people want to see these guys from great racers. Think about it. Every other Hall of Fame, they sell 50,000 tickets. Right. To the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, this, that, and the other. All these, now, if they were having wrestling matches in between and they, these old men would have their last matches after the speech, then I would say, come on, stop. Yeah. But decent show, and it's only televised on the network. It's replayed on TV, cut down for one hour now every Monday night after WrestleMania, after Raw. I think for many years, and this is just my honest opinion, I think WWE's Hall of Fame besides just fan approval and stuff of that nature, mm-hmm. got bigger and better only because of their way and means of outdoing the three um, Slamboree Hall of Fame shows that WCW used to do back in the um, early 90s. Right. And I don't even think they were competing back then no, when it came they, to shows like Slamboree and shit no, like they, that. No, they, they weren't even on par with each other. Yeah, because they didn't care. At first, it was just for the wrestlers because it was created for something to do for Andre and Celebration. Yeah. And then, you know, they stopped for a while. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. I think if you're going to do something, I think what they should really take more serious is the Slammies and move this to WrestleMania weekend and on Friday night also film the Slammies and really take those awards serious mm-hmm. and give those to wrestlers and make that a smaller show like at the Madison Square Garden Theater and give, you know what I'm saying? Right. And do that and do the Slammies. I think they should add the Slammies and take that more serious and really take in Match of the Year and Wrestler of the Year and Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. And every year, you know, Bass... Best match of the year from the past. Bret Hart can get on it for a match with this, that, and the other. I think him and, you, a, him and a kid, you know, right. what I mean? for example. Yeah, best match of the year for of uh, the match of the decade for the nineties. This, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Right. You do a match of the decade for the nineties, match of the decade for the eighties, and then you do the current superstars, and maybe you can create more rings and more awards to give away. Right. And this, that, and the other, or mix the WWE Hall of Fame. Let the first let make do one hour dedicated to the Slammies. And then the following two hours to the Hall of Fame. Okay. And make it a bigger show. 
You know what I'm saying? And there's more to be done because eventually they're not running out of superstars, but you're getting stretched a little thin. So let's curve uh, yeah. what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, uh, thanks, Mark, once again. Of course. This you know it, bro. was episode 56. 56. Ladies and gentlemen, next we'll give you our, once again, our on purpose late review of the G1 Supercard. All right.